Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan McLaughlin from Don't Call This a Podcast, here to thank you for rocking with the thekidswearcrowns.com and our podcast collective. If you're liking what you hear, do us a favor and check out the website, thekidswearcrowns.com. We've got a plethora of content for you articles, TV and movie reviews, playlists, and a collective of podcasts, which includes Don't Call This a Podcast, Sturdy Show Presents the Barbershop Podcast, Two Dope Smarks, The Committee Podcast, Pretty Petty Politics, and We Bring in Love Back. We've also got a brand new webcast called Politics as Usual, hosted by Ron and AJ. So be sure to go to thekidswearcrowns.com, subscribe if you like what you see, and follow us on Twitter at the KWC blog. I am telling Cam Newton to pull his dick out and have more sex. Stop okay. not having sex. Have yes. more sex, Cam Newton. Have more. This is let's make it a team building activity. Yo, what's good, your boy? Sapri seven oh six. This community podcast. Shout out to Street Wolf on the uh, intro music. Uh, today it's just me and Marcus. Uh, El Chapa is. I guess she had a date. I think that's what she told us allegedly. <laughs> Like first she wasn't feeling good, now she's on a date. So I don't know how those two things correlate, but I'm glad she's out here living her best life. Uh, uh, I can't read that. Oh, oh shoot! I guess El Chapa is off for a date. One second. That was a quick date. Hey, but money's worth exchanged. Receipts were signed. NDAs oh, yeah. were filled out. Hey, <laughs> let me grab my charge real quick. So they say something interesting for that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just do my uh, Marcus minute music. Marcus minute music at the beginning. Um, I had a poll up that was between Drake and Rihanna, and according to the poll, uh, Rihanna won this. So um, I've been every time Rihanna posts something on Instagram or Twitter, there's always a majority of people commenting under the you know, the posts or pictures or whatnot talking about. Where's the next album at? When are you going to put out another album? When are you going to put out an album, album, album? It's just like, at some point, we have to be patient, especially with the artists that are actually great and doing, you know, legit art. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we trying to rush Rihanna? Like, imagine if Anti was rushed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't be as good and we wouldn't appreciate it as much. There's plenty of albums that come out that we listen to and we're just like, you know what? That sounds like that was rushed. That sounds like it was put together. And we don't want that from Rihanna. We don't want that from our greats. We don't want that from Jay-Z. We don't want it from Kendrick. We don't want that from anybody. But for Rihanna, it seems like every five minutes, we she can't live her life. She can't, she's out here mingling. She's out here, um, she's dating people, which is perfectly normal, perfectly regular. She's been in movies since Anti came out. She's got a, a, a project with Donald Glover coming out. And she has she's in the midst of creating a billion dollar makeup industry. Fenty. Like this isn't, you know, a, a, a Kylie Jenner, like, oh, I'm gonna slap my name on it. I got the whole Kardashian Jenner thing backing me up. This is just Rihanna on her own, doing her own makeup line for people that really don't get the makeup that they need for their skin tone catered to she's filling that void so yeah would i like some youth a, a new album for from rihanna yeah i would but i want it to come out when it's ready like we don't do that with solange like solange takes her time and creates something kendrick he's the same way like 
this this day of our great artists putting out music, new albums every year and a half, two years, I feel like those days are gone. And honestly, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, let, let some of this stuff breathe a little bit. I think it's more or less the Navy. That's I think that's the Twitter thing and the, and the Rihanna Navy. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really clamoring for a Rihanna album. Like, I really don't care. I'm not going to lie. I've probably listened to Anti like maybe one time. So wow. whenever she comes out, whatever, I don't care. It is what it is. What's going on? I'm Chopper? ready. Hey, everybody. Sorry I'm late. Um, I'm ready for Rihanna. So I guess music. this is the anti-women's podcast because we're. this is probably the most unorganized episode we've ever had. Like we've had so many te- technical difficulties. We try to get triples on here to talk about something. Apparently El Chapo's voice is not being heard either oh no uh, we need to fire all the technicians at the committee uh studios this is this is absurd okay what about now yeah god damn it is trash now we yeah can't hear you so oh no (laughs) r.i.p so we're gonna go ahead and start women's history but it's over it's over (laughs) So we're we're gonna start this very unorganized episode with uh I guess Stoneman Douglas. I know Marcus sent this to the group chat. Unfortunately, one of the young ladies that survived the the Parkland shooting uh took her own life uh via suicide due to her struggles with PTSD. Uh so the young lady, her name was Sydney Aleo. Sorry if I mispronounced her name. Uh, she was close friends with the young lady, Meadow Polak, who was one of the 17 students that was killed in Parkland last year. Now, it, it's one of these things where it's it's unfortunate that she couldn't cope or deal with the loss of her friends in this situation. Um, it's crazy because there's recently a shooting in New Zealand and they got gun legislation done within like 10 days. And it's been oh, yeah. years since Columbine or whatever the first uh, modern day popularized mass shooting was. And unfortunately these kids can't deal with it. And, you know, the, the start of her problem was, was ultimately her demise. Like she might not have taken a bullet from the shooter at the school, but she might as well have, if you think about it, because she, she died by the hands of a gun, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a very, very sad situation. That survivor survivor's guilt, you know, especially with her being, you know, 18, 19, like you're still, I mean, there's, I don't want, I, I hesitate to call people kids when they're 18 or 19, but when you're like in high school, you're still a kid, man. You still don't really understand what it is you want to do with your life, how to process something like that. Like I'm in my thirties. And if someone that I grew up with since I was in elementary school got gunned down in front of me, I don't know how I'd be able to handle that. I don't know at, at that age. And even at this age, I don't know if I'd be able to just be able to cope with that, knowing that, you know, I could have been I could have been killed or, you know, why did why did that person die and not me? And that's a lot of people have to live with that kind of, you know, quote unquote guilt. But that, that shit is real, man. PTSD, all that stuff. Like, you don't have to be some kind of war veteran or war hero to suffer from that. Like. To go through that situation is going to mentally do some damage to you. And I mean, I, I what they did in New Zealand, like how quickly they were able to move and just be like, you know what, 
we're just we're gonna nip this in the bud. Like we're not you're not selling these things anymore. We're not having these things anymore. That's that's almost like a, a utopia. That's something that would never fly in America. Like never. Like you'll never see a day where the government just decides, hey, no more guns. We're not selling guns anymore. Well, I don't think it's that they got rid of all the guns. I just think they restricted the sales to them. And they were having people that, I guess, purchased certain weapons have to come register their guns, turn them in, and then uh, get them back out or doing like a, a buyback program. Mm -hmm. So it can be done. I mean, it's just a matter of actually doing it to hopefully prevent tragic situations as like, like the school shooting and now with the young lady taking her own life. So. RIP yeah, to her. It's residual effects. You know, like we think about the people that get shot and it's like we're, we kind of break it down into just like one singular thing, like the school shooter and the victims. But we don't think about, all right, the kids that were at the school that survived or the parents of the kids that survived or the parents of the kids that died or the parents of the shooter, like the teachers, the police, like anybody. We have to think, look at the whole entire picture when it comes to these things, especially when it comes to, to kids, teenagers, young adults, and, and their mental health. Like, it's serious business out there. Yeah, so it, if anybody listens to this, it is, a, uh, is pro, super pro Fifth Amendment, and you'd like to come on the podcast, talk about it, just give us your views. Because I try to have these discussions with people I know, and I, I don't know why I do, because they live in some sort of fantasy land where uh, they think that they are John Wick or... I don't know, somebody in the Matrix where if some sort of shooting was to go down, that they're going to just pull out their gun and close one eye and let a bullet go. And it's going to go right between his eyeballs and just drop him like come on, that's not that's not really how it's going down. Like even even with the uh, Stoneman Douglas, there was a what a police officer there that didn't want to act. And he's he's a cop. He's a, a trained professional and he, he got shook. So if he got shook and he probably handles a weapon way more than the average has probably had more training than the average person. What makes you think that you're going to turn into the Terminator when bullets start flying? Like it's, it's go play paintball, go play paintball. I played paintball all of one time. And I, I will tell you if, if there's any training people should do that, you know, maybe the military, the police force or whatever, they should do paintball training. I got hit one paintball and I did not want to play again. I was done. I was done. So if I'm ducking and hitting the ground for paintballs that are inconsequential to my life, you mean to tell me that if bullets are flying, you're just going to pop up, put your gun out, aim, calmly breathe and shoot? Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. I don't want to hear that. Do not want to hear that. So, but yeah, shout out to the, the, the pro Fifth Amendment folks. So moving on to a, a little bit more of a lighter note. Uh, full disclosure, I am a Falcons fan, so this is – this is comedic to me. It doesn't matter either way because I don't feel he's going to be good. But uh, Carolina Panthers quarterback Cam <laughs> Newton. I, I'm I'm still I'm, there's a lot of things I'm confused about. Uh, we'll, we'll say this: mismanaged franchise yes. quarterback Cam Newton for the yes. Carolina Panthers. My God, he has a new technique to try to take him to the next level, maybe make his bones stronger from not having offensive linemen around to protect him or a, any type of NFL capable wide receiver to throw the ball to. He thinks that swearing off. Oh, wow. From 
sexual activity for a month. All right, Cam. I'm, you know what? Get out. I didn't even read that part. I thought he was going on like a, <laughs> a six season. month. Yeah, like an entire season. He's going on this like spiritual journey. Dog, like I mean, a month is a long time. Like he's, he's I, I, I guess he have get a, that. You see how the timeline gets certain known that November? It gets a little wild out there. No climax, my brother. <laughs> I'm very confused, Cam. Uh, I mean, honestly. Is it I affecting your life that much where you can't like study film or like isn't he injured? Like, is he even gonna be playing? No, nah, I think he's gonna be playing. I think it'd be different if he was if he were single and he was like legit spending a lot of his time out here in the streets looking for women. I can I can understand why he would, you know, try to just focus on football, you know, getting healthy, working out, studying film, and instead of you know being out in the streets or in Instagram models DMs. But I'm pretty sure he's he's either married or he's got a girlfriend, a living girlfriend, and they got like three kids. So, like, I I don't see him out here like running the streets looking for it that like that. But I mean, if we're if we're gonna be honest. Like, I feel like Cam is doing a disservice by not having sex for a month because there's a lot of benefits to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it helped. And this is this is from WebMD. So this is like legit stuff like doc- doctors and nurses swear by WebMD. Like, if you're ever feeling sick, instead of going to the doctor, just go to WebMD. And that's pretty much the same thing. But one of the benefits of having sex is it helps keep your immune system strong. And that's going to be that's a positive thing that that you would need as an NFL quarterback. Lowers your blood pressure. Uh, let's see what else counts as exercise. Keep you in shape. Lowers heart attack risk. Lessens pain, and that's a big thing for Cam Newton because Cam Newton is one of the very few players that doesn't take any pain medicines. Like if you consider how Cam Newton plays the game and how often he gets hit, the fact that he doesn't take any pain meds is pretty ridiculous. So the fact that he's not having sex is making football a lot harder for him, uh, no pun intended. And it'll sex will improve your sleep and it eases stress. So if I'm the GM, the coach, or the owner of the Carolina Panthers, I am telling Cam Newton to pull his dick out and have more sex. Stop okay. not having sex. Have <laughs> more sex, Cam Newton. Have more. This is, Let's make it a team-building activity. Let's go ahead and and round up all the all the, the the workers from you know downtown Carolina or Charlotte or wherever, and let's build this team the right way from the bottom up. Everybody join in. So Cam Newton isn't married according to Wikipedia, but him and his girlfriend Kia Proctor, uh, they have three kids. Yeesh, yeah. So I, I I feel like he might be out in the streets then. Like you, you, yeah, married, you got you got you married, you got three kids, you ain't put a <laughs> ring on it. Cam, yeah. Cam, Cam's in these streets. He's from Atlanta. He probably frequents all the uh, gentlemen's establishments in his in his off time, but supporting the community. There we go. Spreading spreading the wealth. Uh Cam Newton has a career completion percentage of fifty nine point seven. So I guess uh those uh, extra months of not thrusting will maybe get him over 60 percent. so support but black businesses good good luck to the cam uh, yeah i hope we sweep the panthers this year because they're the, terrible the, so. the quarterback atlanta fans really wanted that's that's not true that's the that's those are the the quarterback that irrational falcons fans wanted let's we're not gonna do that but 
Uh, that that's a, okay, Ken. Whatever, I don't even care. So I, I had a I had a thought in regarding music and streaming because I know I was driving uh, somewhere the other day, and where I was driving, I lost reception, so I couldn't stream. Right, so I'm like, damn, I can't listen to music. It was a good like hour drive, so you know, if you're taking a long little drive, you want to listen to some music. So I use title. I'm not a sellout like Marcus. I support black businesses and I support the community. Shout to Jay Z. So I'm like, all right, I can't stream, but I had saved albums on Title, so I had like downloaded music. So I was thinking, like, did did streaming ruin, like, did streaming like ruin moments or moments of time for people? Because like I think Marcus talked about last episode or a couple episodes ago, as far as like concerts and music. Or even like El Chapa, there are certain CDs or songs that define errors or time periods for you. Like I know in 2014, the album that I was bumping back, back to back to back to back was uh, Pharrell's Girl and YG, whatever his album was called. Uh, what was it? My, My Crazy Life. And, and, I, and I can remember the year. I can remember the album. I can remember exactly what I was doing. But now with streaming services... I can't, you can't even stay focused on a song. Like I rode around with this young dude the other day and he wouldn't even get through one song before he changed it. Every 10 seconds he changed the song. And I, I think that's kind of the, the ADD that we've given ourselves with all the options we have. Like when I just had regular Apple when I was, uh, you know, supporting the white man, <laughs> I just I just buy an album. It was like, all right, cool. I bought this album. I paid the $12.99. I'm going to listen to this album continuously. But now it's like, all right, cool. I got streaming. Oh, this album dropped. Ten albums are dropping on Monday. Now I got to go run and listen to all ten of them. I can never really, you never really get the chance to enjoy things. And this is probably more of a KJ question. So KJ, if you're listening, let us know on Twitter or anybody that's younger that grew up in the streaming era. Like, do y'all still have like albums for time periods? Is that still a thing? Or do you just listen to whatever's popping right now and just wait for the next trash to come out? I just feel like you don't get it we don't get an opportunity to really grow with the music. Like there's never really like an album of the summer, you know, like albums, album runs really don't last that long anymore. Like there's certain albums that like when DMX first came out and I think it was, what was it like 1999 or 2000? Like that whole entire year, it was just DMX. Like that was it. Or like Ludacris for a, a, a handful of years. I was like, all I was listening to Outkast Jay-Z, there was like maybe three or four albums in rotation for an entire year. Like now, I'm listening to three or four albums a week trying to determine like, all right, well, is this good? Is this not good? I, I'm trying to keep up with everything. Like, I, what what I do now is that because because we, we talk about music on the podcast and stuff, like when an album comes out, what I'll do is I'll take like the best song or my favorite song from that album and put it to a playlist. And I have a playlist all the way from, I do it by year. Like I have a playlist of songs from 2016, 2017, 2018, and I'm already starting on 2019. But like, if like I'm looking at the 2016 playlist, like that was the year like Lemonade came out. Um, Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love, uh, uh, Solange's album. Um, Kanye's album, like there was like some of these albums, I feel like should have lasted longer. Like even 
even Beyonce's album, my album lasted, had like a good three, four month run, it felt like. And then it was just like we were on to the next thing. On to what are you talking about Lemonade? Run. Yeah. Oh, I had that feeling like with the Carters. Like I, I played it back the other day because I was I was at work trying to find edited rap albums. Title kind of needs to do better with that. They don't have a huge selection, but they did have the Carters. So I'm like, well, I haven't listened to this in a while, so I put it on and I was listening to them. Like, damn, this is a, actually a pretty good album. Like, how did I just? It just came and went. Like I didn't realize it was actually a solid solid body of work. But again, in this era, that'll come out, and then ten more albums that I have to listen to. Emphasis sarcasm. I have to uh, come out and just feel like you're 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 behind the eight ball if you're not up with the the latest music like, that's coming. Out. Like Daytona came out last year, and like how long did that album really last for people? Like how often do people still go back and listen to that? Or even even Dirty Computer. Like I love that album, but what I can't think I can't tell you the last time I listened to it. And that album came out last year, and it it, it already feels like it came out five years ago because there's always something else coming like time is streaming has accelerated everybody's timeline yeah uh yeah definitely shout the the pusher t with his uh southern rap album daytona yep. <laughs> West produced, so shout shout out to the uh one of the king of the south rappers uh pusher t but yeah just like right now in 2018 i'm going through some of the rap albums. Oh my god. There we go. <laughs> 2019. Well, there hasn't been oh, that's just March. Oh god. Yeah, there's been quite a few albums that have come out just from the beginning of this year. I'm trying to find a list, but just like, trying to further our point. I haven't heard of the albums that came out this year, like Big Crit put out his his like EP, uh Future put out an album, uh Dreezy put out a little EP, but outside of that, um like there's a couple of singles out there, but like Rich the Kid, he put out an album like last week. I'm trying, I listened to it like twice, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. He sounds like pretty much every other rapper I've ever heard of these these new age rappers. He doesn't really, he's not really doing it for me. So I'm sorry, yeah, and, I, and that's why I went back and started listening to older catalogs I haven't heard like again. And I said this a couple episodes ago. If you haven't listened to E40's catalog, it is actually it's pretty good. It's it's very unique. It's pretty good. He's got a lot of features from artists I never thought he would do songs with. Like he has a song with like Cash Money. I was like, well, what's going on? It's a really good song. He's got songs with Tupac. Uh, he's got songs with all 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 your favorite rappers. E40's got a song. With. Let's put it like that. So. Yeah, the, the artist that I kind of went back and listened to. I just went back and listened to just one of his albums, but I went back and listened to BB King. Like he has like this live concert from 1964. It's it's a really short recording. It's only 35 minutes long. That shit goes, man. Like I was just like, man, I feel like I've been sleeping on this dude for a, like forever because I never really brought bring him up when it comes to like discussing like legends and the greats. But I went back and listened to some of his stuff. Like when we talk about you know, black people creating rock and roll and all that stuff. Like BB King is not, he's not the beginning, but he's at the start of it. Like, I feel like you can't talk about music and music that have, has been created by black people without mentioning BB King. And I don't think that list is very long. Like he's probably, he's probably top five, definitely top 10 as far as like, if you were to write a book on the, contributions that black people have made towards music in general 
you know, you put like BB King, James Brown, Quincy Jones, Stevie Wonder, Whitney Houston. Like, there's there's a very select few, like the the greats, like the the epitome of of greatness. And BB King is one of them. That, and I mean, like I said, this concert's from 1964. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not that's not my era, but you know, that's back when music was really appreciated. Like you have, you had to literally just sit there and listen to it. That's all you could do. Cause there probably was no TV. There's no internet. You can't call somebody. It's just like, it's just you and the music. And as a black person, I would honestly, I would hate to go back in time because racism, but I would like to live in a time where it was just like, all right, it's just you and the music and that's it. No distractions. Just listen to it and take it in. But we're not doing that right now. Yeah, and it, if you go back and listen to old, old, old episodes, I said I, I kind of went back to albums I've done where I listened to the albums continuously, or uh, I'd probably say the Pimp a Butterfly and uh, Rather You Than Me, uh, Rick Ross. That's probably that's probably the the best album to me that's come out in the last at least. Better you than years. me. Yeah. The to Black me. Panther, the Black Panther soundtrack came out last year. It's it's got a lot of skippables. Really? Okay. It's got a lot of skippables. There's like outside I mean, I, of like the the rap songs, like there's some other stuff on there. I'm just yeah. like, eh. I mean, like I, it has like a good little pocket in there with like three or four great songs in a row. But after that, I was like, yeah, skip, 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 skip. Yeah, I, I understand what you're, what, what you're saying, but it, it just goes to the point where it's just like. We don't really get that chance to just really, really digest music like that anymore. Like people, and, I, and I'm guilty of it as well because I find myself when I check, you know, to see if there's a new album out. If there's nothing new out, I'm just like, well, then what am I supposed to listen to? And I feel like if this was 10, 15 years ago, I would just be continuously listening to an album that came out like three months ago. I'd still be rocking with it, still be banging it. You know what I'm saying? And it just it just moved so fast. Like four forty four came out in two thousand seventeen. Like I was the other day as well. Yeah, like it's already it's people it's already been forgotten. Even what like how how big of a deal was Meek Mill coming out of jail? It was a huge deal. That's all people talked about. His album came out last year. And no one's listening to it. Anymore. No one's talking about it. It's pretty much it's it's almost like it came and went. It's gone. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna flame earlier. I was trying to find some links. I didn't get the results I, I desire, but I'll still bring it up. And I've said this on Twitter, like, what were those father of four forty four numbers looking like? There's, there's a lot of oh, hype, yeah. a lot of push, a lot of Cardi B push behind that, and that shit just kind of, it came, that came and went quick. Like, I ain't hear nobody talking about it, mind you. They were proclaimed the kings of rap. You know, everybody's like, oh, culture, culture is this great album. Culture two, is there a culture three? Yeah, yeah. Really? It's on the way. Nobody wants that. I'm let's put that. I'm gonna put that out there right now. We I don't want that. Nobody wants that. Well, apparently, what... <laughs> apparently the Migos are on Nickelodeon right now, like at some sort of war show well, back before. And wow. somebody tweeted out, like, what are they gonna <laughs> what song are they gonna do? I bad bad bougie, maybe a heavily edited version of bad heavily, bougie. Heavily. I don't know. Are they gonna be sober? Like, do they have to sober up to go to Nickelodeon? Like, come on now. But they, they did say after after pretty much all of their solo projects didn't do well, they said they won't be doing that anymore, which is sad. It's just like, <laughs> come on, man. 
They're just like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing solo projects anymore. We're just doing, like, we put out our albums. Quavo's was garbage. <laughs> you know, Takeoff's was okay. Offset was, you know, he did, the features carried him. But, you know, I'm, 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 I think I'm fine. Like, if, if I never hear another Quavo solo album, I'm fine with that. But what I would prefer is to hear, I do want to hear, like, Culture 3. Like, I want to hear the Migos together again. But I do want to hear, um, Quavo and uh, Travis Scott. I want to see them do a, a follow up to their album, and I want to hear Offset Twenty One Savage do their do a follow up to their album because those those two albums were actually pretty good compared to the Migos. Like those two albums are better than all three of the solo Migos albums, and I'd probably put those two albums over Culture too. That's how good I think those two were. Those two group projects were, but yeah, if Culture Three comes out, like I, I've heard a couple of singles that they've done are pretty good. Mm. All right, so this is what the according to Complex. Oh. All right, so we got a we got the one of the kings of rap offset. So I'm sorry, according to Hype Beast, the first week sales for Offset's Father of Four landed him a number four with about ninety thousand equivalent units. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's streaming, but let's just say ninety thousand, right? King of rap. You got your man Takashi Six Nine. His numbers for Dummy Boy. He da, 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 da. he does. He numbers. had he had like sixty six thousand album units sell, sold. Or see, this is where you need trolls at. But yeah, the the gap between a king of rap and a troll is not that big, especially <laughs> being that. Uh, the Migos or Offset has the Cardi B push behind it. Big Cardi B push. Yeah, so Big. it's kind of like, man, no, don't. I don't want to hear this Migos Kings of rap. Like, come on, dog. Like, shit is a flash in the pan. It's, I mean, it has are, no substance. It has no staying the, power. They're the best. They're the, well, let me not say they're the best, but they are currently the hottest rap group out right now. They've been that way for about a good. Maybe like three to four, maybe five years. That's very sad. That's extreme. <laughs> That's very sad. So hot is not the best. If hot yeah, I, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, people need to learn that just because something sells more doesn't make it better. Like I'm, I'm sick of arguing with people on Twitter about this nonsense. Regardless of what we're talking about, rap, cars, food, anime, right? So there's one guy on Twitter, and this is the this is the unnamed anime section. It's it's the homie it's the homie Ty Bird, and Gift Queen knows who he is. I might even add him in this, but I want to have this doing the podcast. I, I've I've requested his presence. He he doesn't want to do it for whatever reason. Actually, I know the reason he doesn't want to do it. Uh, pretty flocker old Trezzy Trezzy at Ty T Bird four twenty three. All right, boom. So we was talking about something. Some was some about some anime was on on the timeline or whatever. So big one of the big battles in the anime world is subtitle versus dub, which is either it's in English or you have the words. So we was talking about Hunter Hunter. Hunter and Hunter. Yeah, or Hunter times Hunter, Hunter multiplied Hunter, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So no, but it, this ties into the video I sent you with with the, the clown, Hisoka. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it, it 
this guy is foul. He's like the R. Kelly of anime characters. This dude is well, he might be more than Michael Jackson. He might be a combination of R. Kelly and Michael Jackson of anime characters. This guy is like a pedophile. So, and I was like, yo, I went back and had to watch this episode dubbed in English just to see how it sounded. And he was like, he was like, oh, dubbed. He's like, oh, like you watch it in English. I was like, bro, I literally went and watched 30 seconds of one episode of English. And then this this dude proceeded to tweet like, uh, oh, you know, I can see watching X, Y and Z dubbed with Hunter Hunter dubbed like he's like sticking his nose up to it. I was reading the rest of the message that some girls like, oh, I don't watch anything dubbed. He's like, damn. So like he was trying to he was trying to flex. But then, like, this girl, like, kind of, like, shut him down. Like, yo, like, I don't watch any of that shit. So you stick your nose up to him. I'm going to stick my nose up to you. Not that necessarily she's worried about me per se. But my point is, with anything, like, you like what you like. Like, just because you have an opinion about something doesn't make it obsolete or absolute. I'm sorry. Like, if, if I like oranges and you don't like oranges, that don't mean oranges are trash. It's just my opinion, your opinion. So rappers, yeah, you know, I'm- on Twitter, yeah. it's either trash or it's a classic. You're I, either a legend or you're a ball. That's what it is on Twitter. That's I don't, I don't understand that, and that's why I want to have him on the, on the podcast. So, like, I'd rather talk because things get lost in translation, as I learned uh, this weekend via text. Guys, check on your friends. You know, if you get mad about <laughs> Facebook messages from years ago, definitely make sure that they're okay and they're in a safe space. But it's just like one of those things, like, yo, like, that's just your opinion, man. Like, if you have an opinion that doesn't make it facts, like. I, I get it. Like if uh, it's it's just funny, man. It's it's interesting. Don't be an elitist. You like what you like. If you don't like what somebody else likes, that's 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 their prerogative. That's the, that's your prerogative. I just that's just one of the things I thought about this week. So shout out to you, Treasy. There was a section in the book that I read the uh, the book about uh, deleting your social media, and they said the thing. One of the factors that makes social media popular is that they said is the idea that you can be negative and argue with people. Like, imagine how Twitter would be if people didn't argue with each other. Like, would it be as popular? It could be. It could be great. And this is where, and I've said this before, I would pay for Twitter if if it was more of a, a place for, I don't know. More. I mean, I'm not talking about, like, just because there, well, there, I mean, there, obviously there's a place for... You can argue if you pay, but I'm just saying, like, some people come in and just wilding out for no reason. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to be like, yo, I disagree with your opinion and here's why. But it's one thing for someone to be like, oh, I think Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the NFL. And then someone comes at you like, oh, you're smoking crack. Have you ever seen Odell Beckham? Like, that's different. Like, but that that part of Twitter is what makes people gravitate towards Twitter and social media. It's like some of that stuff. People... People live for that stuff. Like the people that are commenting on YouTube channels or leaving bad reviews, it's always the negative ones. If you like, if you go to a restaurant and you enjoy it, you're most likely not going to get on Yelp and leave a five star review. But if you didn't like it, you're more likely to go on Yelp and give them one star and complain about it. Yeah, that Twitter makes sense. Is essentially, you know, a negative place. It can't. And and honestly, I. After reading that book, I, there's there's a, there's a few things that I'm like, man, I, I want to tweet this out. But then it's just like, do I want to argue with people? And then some people mention me, and I'm just like, do I really want to go back and forth with this person? Do I do what? Do I just want to block them? I just I'm starting to be a little bit more mature about things. Like I, 
I'm not someone who's going to get into like an argument with you, but if we disagree on something, I'm, I have no problem like going back and forth. You can tell me why I'm wrong. I have no problem being wrong. I'm wrong all the time. But when it comes to like, if I say Andrew Luck is a top five quarterback and you, you tell me to go fuck myself, like, okay, that's, what do you want me to do with that? <laughs> like, I'm not going to go back and forth with you like that, you know, like at, at this Luck. point, it's just pointless. So ooh, that's an interesting point. We'll, we'll button that part up and we'll, we'll, we'll do the BSL story of the week. So I got on there this morning. I wrote a story about, uh, Wrote a story about Raz B. He left the stage mid-performance at the Millennium Tour in Nashville yesterday or the other day. And, you know, people were speculating it was probably due to, like, issues, you know. Initially, he didn't want to do the tour because of Chris Stokes, his former manager who allegedly molested him. But the problem was that he said on, I think, Instagram was he had a microphone issue. Whatever. Cool. So I wrote the story. And somebody came in my mentions was like, bruh, your click-through experience sucks. Just saying. I responded, I can't figure out if you look more like a great value Bun B or Vince Carter. Thanks, though. Like, if you look at the picture, the dude kind of looks like a great value Vince Carter or Bun B. Or maybe a mix of both. I'm going to send Marcus the picture right now. He'll give me he'll give me some opinion. And then I immediately got a text. <laughs> like, two minutes later, I got three texts. Like, yo, can't do this. It's unprofessional. <laughs> Just let it go up like, all right. So there's another example. Like, you can't be on Twitter while out. I didn't even really wild out. Like, I just, like, he wanted to smoke. I gave him smoke. He, he, looked, he looked basic. Like, it is what it is. But, again, I shouldn't allow randoms on Twitter to, you know. And I was going to ignore him, but it was just too funny. I couldn't pass it up. Like, hold on. I just sent you the picture of this dude. But, yeah, don't let social media people body like and, and again i do enjoy social media jesus christ yeah dude. <laughs> oh my god that might be the, that might be the picture for this week why is he eating like that what is he I eating I, I i i don't know i don't know i was i wasn't with that today but he looks like a rock roller this would book be like what the fuck? yeah he looks he looks crazy wow he, he looks bad crazy but shout out to him i appreciate his support i appreciate him clicking so sure. but yeah um, I think I think that's all we got. This is a short, short episode. We had yeah. a lot of uh, technical question. difficulties, but you heard about uh I know this isn't is in uh the Dirty Bird Nation report, but you heard about Julio Jones's contract, right? The the extension they're working on. Yeah. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be, I think what they said, like twenty million dollars a year on average. Yeah. Over four years. Yeah. Um at at some point, either you or Gift Queen needs to talk to talk to your man Josh, because he said that if Julio Jones wanted more money, wanted more than eighteen million dollars per year, that he would want Julio Jones traded. That's what Josh said. It's like I don't like who is this guy. First, first he hates black quarterbacks, and now he doesn't like Julio Jones well, like, well, because well, Julio well, Jones wants more money. We need to, we, I think I had this conversation. I think we hey, was on the episode. We had the prefaces with he he eats candy corn. That's the first thing. Oh my god! Second oh. thing is he he does he doesn't like hot wings. He prefers mild wings. Um, he tries to pretend that he's not Desmond Trufant. Like we know we know that you. Um, yeah. And he has like an on again off again relationship with uh, 
Amber. So maybe I don't know. Wild, maybe wild on the timeline, but it's it's just a shame. Like you really think that it, it's just sad to see some Falcons fans be so fickle. Like Julio Jones has put himself out there. Like he's played through in, injuries. He's toughed it out. He's being underpaid. And the fact that Josh is just like, you know what? I want him gone because he wants more money, money that he actually deserves. That's just like the epitome of Falcons fans. That's what that's what they do. Like Julio Jones is gonna. He, if we're looking strictly like talent, talent wise, Julio Jones is probably a top five receiver ever to play the game. And Josh wants him gone because he wants to get paid like one. It's sad, honestly. It's sad. I mean, I, it's, I want, I want it's, better it's a Josh. lot of the it's a lot of the Twitter GMs. As you can see, if you check my my Twitter profile, I specify that I'm a logical Falcons fan. I try to be as logical as possible because it's Falcons Twitter is a very disturbing place. I have a lot of screenshots on my phone. I I please let Vic Beasley get ten sacks and be like a great a decent NFL <laughs> pass rusher. Please, oh my goodness, I just need that. I need that. But yeah, we'll we'll get with Josh later, but. That's all I got. Shout out to everybody who listens. If you're a new listener, uh, appreciate you rocking through this organ this organization today. Uh, next next week should be uh, m- marginally better. So, but uh, yeah, shout out to El Chapa, shout out to Gift Queen, shout out to Tribble, shout out to Crafty Cakes, Reduce Lunch Podcast, uh, Two Dope Smarks, Two Dope Smarks, and uh, everybody out there in the uh, podcast world. You got any shout outs? Uh, yeah, send us your, your top 10 Southern rappers. Yeah, yeah, please do that. We're going to have an episode about this at some point. Send me, send top me 10 your top Southern. 10 Southern rappers. I want to see something. Specifically, your Southern rappers. Yeah, I, I want to see something. We'll, we'll chop that up. So, mm. yeah, this committee podcast, we out. Peace.